0: Ladies and big dick BDSM bastards, Andy here, author of the best Tinder guide on the internet and guy who gets very happy when you guys send me emails. This is the Kill You're in a Loser podcast. Let's fucking go. Got a really, really, really cool email here from one of our listeners slash viewers slash people in our community sharing a win with me. And I love receiving these emails. I love when you guys share your victories and the things you're working on, the things that have helped you and and, you know your goals and all that sort of stuff. So big shout out to anyone who has ever sent me an email. I really do appreciate it. It does make it a lot more fun to obviously do content, to keep pushing, to keep building this community. I really appreciate these emails. And I like to share these wins. You guys seem to like them too. So let's read this one out. So this guy emailed me, hi, Andy. I just wanted to say a huge thank you for all the hard work you've put into your business over the last few years. The advice that you've got has honestly been life-changing for me since I discovered you through the Tinder guide earlier this year. Yeah, a lot of people find me through that Tinder guide. I haven't done a whole lot of dating since my ex and I broke up. We got together just before the start of the pandemic, so that would have been, you know, late 2019. And it lasted about six months, and I took the breakup quite badly. In all my past relationships, I'd always rushed to the point of being boyfriend, girlfriend, and I didn't really take that commitment as seriously as maybe it deserved, which is why it was so devastating for me when we broke up. Yes, guys, I've talked about this quite a lot where I say don't rush into a relationship. um, Build it first, like build it organically, let it grow organically. What I mean by that is too many people or most people, the default is they just whack a label on something and they say, okay, I like you and you like me. Let's be boyfriend, girlfriend. This is a relationship. And it's like, you guys don't even fucking know each other. You just met two weeks ago. What are you doing? Like, how is this a relationship? You don't know each other. It's like, if you just met some guy at the bar and you guys start chatting and you know, he seems like a cool bro. And you're like, all right, bro, we're friends now. And it's like, what the fuck? No, we're not. I just met you. Like we can become friends, but that's something that is built. Respect is earned. Intimacy is earned. All of this stuff. And a relationship is something that is built, that is earned, that you add to. And then you get to a point where it's like, okay, this is a relationship now. And so, yeah, the default of most people is like rushing into it and just saying like, all right, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. And as this guy has pointed out, a lot of people, and you know, this guy obviously did the same. I did the same in my first couple of relationships. You're not taking the commitment seriously. You're just saying like, all right, we're boyfriend, girlfriend, let's put a label on it. And it's like, have you guys built intimacy? No. Have you built respect for one another? No. Have you been through some challenges together to see how the other person will handle it, to see if they will stick around with you and go through some of the rougher times? No. Do you know much about the other person? Like, have you asked about their childhood? Do you know their preferences? Do you know their likes and dislikes? Do you know their goals and their hopes and their dreams? And you know, what they do when they're going through a rough patch, what they do when they're happy. Do you know anything about them really? No. And so that's you in a way, not really taking that commitment seriously. I am, despite the fact that I'm in an open relationship and I have plenty of sex and all of that, I am quite traditional in my views on relationships or at least putting the label on it and calling it a relationship. I like, or I recommend that you guys build something before you just rush into calling it a relationship. So, you know, it sounds like this guy understands that. He just did the traditional thing or or the classic thing that everybody does. And I did it too, where it's like, you just rush into it and you're like, all right, we're boyfriend, girlfriend now. And it's like, (laughs) we don't even know each other. And that usually doesn't go great because you don't know the person and they don't know you. And you've basically rushed into it. So I'll keep reading. You know, he says, this is why it was so devastating for me when we broke up, because that obviously rushed into it too quickly. But recently, I've been wanting to get back into dating, which is how I found your Tinder guide and the rest of your content. I brought the camera that you recommend. I've been taking a bunch of photos of myself. I've got a few friends to take photos of me as well. And I've been setting other self-improvement goals. For instance, I want to get into the habit of going to the gym. So what I would do there just just quickly for this guy and anyone else listening instead of saying I want to don't talk about what you want to do don't say I want to go to the gym or I want to build a habit phrase it in terms of what you're already doing because when you say I want to get into the habit of going to the gym what you are currently it, it's like a little language language trick what you're telling your brain is I'm not currently in the habit of going to the gym which means there's You're basically saying, I'm not someone that goes to the gym. I have to build that. Oh my God, I have to do that. Like, how do I do that? If you say it instead like this, say, I'm going to the gym and make sure that you're actually already going to the gym. So maybe I'll I'll backtrack and say, go to the gym one time and then say, I am going to the gym or I am building, I am currently building the habit of going to the gym. Make sure you're actually doing that. Like go to the gym at least once. And then say to yourself and say to everyone else, I am going to the gym, or I am in the habit of going to the gym, or I've already started building the habit of going to the gym. I'm already taking action on going to the gym. I'm already someone who goes to the gym. Now your brain goes, okay, I go to the gym. That's who I am. I'm the guy that goes to the gym. That's far easier to keep up that habit. Rather than saying, oh, I've got to get into the habit of going to the gym. You're basically procrastinating when you say, I've got to get into the habit of doing this. You're making it harder to do it. So, yeah, quick li- little mental trick there. I'll keep reading. This guy says, so my goal is to go every day for three weeks. I'm currently on day six. Yeah, so just tweak that a little bit. Say, you know, I'm currently on day six of going to the gym. I'm already in the habit of going to the gym, bro. I'm already going to the gym. I just got to keep it up for a month. I want to keep it up for three weeks. Boom, Done. I'd always been too much of a wuss to go to the gym and I would make bullshit excuses like I was too busy or I couldn't afford it or I didn't know what I was doing. But I basically just manned up after listening to a few podcasts of yours and just did it. Be a little kinder to yourself there. So I wouldn't say like you were too much of a wuss to go to the gym. No, you just didn't. It wasn't your priority. You didn't need to. You didn't need to go to the gym. Your life was going just fine. Now you feel like you do need to go to the gym or you feel like you want to go to the gym or you feel like the gym is a possibility for you. So now you go. So take some of that emotion out of it. And the reason that I say that is because you don't want to look back in the past and beat yourself up and say, man, I was a wuss. I was making bullshit excuses. You know, like I was too busy. It's more just like, you know, I just wasn't going to the gym because I didn't want to. It wasn't a priority. Like I didn't think it was important. Or I made some excuses, sure. Or I was scared. Just just be a little more, uh, less emotional with yourself because it just stops you living in that like past regret. You're just like, yeah, I didn't go to the gym. Now I do. Cool. There's like no emotion there. There's no like regret there. And then we can be present. We can be stoic. We can be happy. We can just work on what's right in front of us instead of looking back in the past and saying, man, I was a wuss. You know, I was making bullshit excuses. Uh, I'll keep reading. I've been toying or I had been toying with the idea of getting back with my ex since we stayed in contact and had become really good friends. But at the same time, I wanted to explore things with other girls and increase my, (laughs) he says, increase my body count. That is never a term you will hear me me say. I know what it means. It means having, like, I hear the term body count and my brain immediately goes to like serial killer. I'm like, bro, are you like fucking dropping bodies like what is like body count i've heard women say body count as well and my brain just goes like why are you saying body count jesus like are you a serial killer so yeah i know what you mean uh on that topic of like he wants to get back with his ex normally you guys know my advice my advice is usually and not for everyone because i don't know every single one of your circumstances if you want actual custom advice for me from me obviously hit me up for coaching but you know in general my general advice is I advise most people not to get back with an ex but as you will hear in this guy's story it sounds like you know at least for right now his head is in a pretty good place actually and so yeah just keep that in mind that generally speaking I say don't get back with an ex but this guy's headspace actually seems pretty good and hey it seems like it's working out for him so more power to him so I'll keep reading. Uh, wanted to get back to an ex. Uh, yeah, basically I wasn't really sure what my dating goals were. I didn't want to get into an exclusive relationship, but I also wanted to see how my ex felt about dating again since the first time around the pandemic kind of fucked things up for us. So whenever you're not sure about your dating goals, like whenever you don't have dating goals, what I would usually recommend is keep it pretty casual. So for anyone who says, I'm not sure what I want, like, I don't know if I want a relationship. I don't know if I want to be monogamous. I don't know if I want to be open. I would just go to the one that is the least commitment until you figure yourself out. What I wouldn't recommend is that you commit to someone else, which is what monogamy sort of is. It is a commitment. I wouldn't commit to a serious monogamous relationship. I wouldn't commit to any kind of monogamous relationship if you're not sure what you actually want, because essentially you're kind of leading the other person on or you're leading yourself on. Right. You're either in a monogamous relationship that you don't really know if you want to be in, which isn't really fair on the other person, or you're just kind of going along with it, you know, because, well, you know, I don't know what I want. So I guess they want a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. I guess I'll go with it. That's not really fair on you. So the vast majority of the time, especially for guys, I would recommend just keep it casual. Be very honest about that, like literally tell the girl or, you know, whoever you're with hey, listen, you know, I just want something casual, um, like friends with benefits. Are you cool with that? Like, be very honest about it. But yeah, I wouldn't recommend getting into a serious relationship. And it sounds like this guy understands that. I'll keep reading. We went out for a drink. So he went out with this ex of his for a drink to chat about the idea of dating again. I went in with zero expectations. I was feeling good because I'm at a point where I know I'll be totally fine if things don't want to work out with her. Since I've spent the last few years especially the last six months since I discovered your content, Andy, making myself into a better, happier person who deserves to date someone who's really into me. Yeah, so this sort of sounds like he's gone away. He's done a bunch of self-improvement. Remember that he broke up with this girl like two and a half years ago, it sounds like. And so it's not like he sat around for three months going like, I miss her. I miss her. How do I get my baby girl back? How do I get my boo-boo back? And then he's begged for her back. It sounds like he's pissed off. Like he's, he's left, he's fucked off. He's left for two and a half years. He's done his own shit. And then she's kind of come back into the picture and he's like, oh yeah, I guess we can see how things go. So yeah, again, I normally don't recommend you get back with an ex, but it sounds like this guy's headspace is pretty damn good. So, you know, I'll keep reading. So he went on a date with this chick, grabbed some drinks I told her about how I thought a relationship should start out casually over six to 12 months while you build a solid foundation with the ability to see other people as well, if you both want to, rather than making a commitment to someone that you've only known for a short time. It turns out that we were actually on the same page about this in a lot of things, and we agreed to start casually seeing each other again and sort of just see what happens. I'm super proud of myself for just being totally open and honest about what I wanted, and it really paid off. Yeah, big props to you, dude. And big props to any of you listening that have gone out there and taken a chance on honesty, I guess. Like I understand that being honest at the start is not particularly easy. Trust me, it was freaking difficult for me. It was the most terrifying thing of all time. Like it took me probably a year to get good at being honest and open. And so I understand for any of you that have given it a shot and you feel really nervous and you're like, fuck man, like what'll happen if I'm completely honest? Will she bite my head off? Will she tell me that I'm a weird pervert if I say I want something casual? Will she say that like, I'm being too honest? I get so many emails from you guys and obviously all the coaching clients I work with, the same thing. So many of you show yourselves and obviously I get to see those stories. So many of you show yourselves that like, honesty really is the... I don't even want to say it's the best method. It's like, it's the only one that works if you don't want drama. If you just want to be able to say to people, here's what I want. Do you want this too? And have some of them say, yeah, I'd love that. It has to start with honesty. Honesty is the only way. So good fucking job with this guy. Props to any of you that have started being honest or more open or more direct, whatever you want to call it. It is a big part of masculinity, right? Saying what you want, saying what you go for. But fuck, man, it's not just masculinity. Women benefit from being honest as well. So he says, I was already pretty excited about seeing my ex again. But then as we were leaving, she said, is it too soon to suggest that you come back to my place? And I was fucking floored. Like, holy shit, this girl actually wants to fuck me. Yeah, of course she. <laughs> she's on a date with you. So I instead suggested she come back to my apartment since she has housemates and I don't. Another great tip, get your own apartment. Thanks, Andy. Yep. So yeah, I talk a lot about logistics and It's obviously like way easier to have sex and girls will really appreciate it if you have your own apartment and you don't share with housemates. If any of you are in the position where you have to share with housemates for money reasons, like fair enough, that's fine. But it's obviously a million times easier to have sex, to have a casual relationship, to have even a full blown relationship if you have your own place. And women, again, will really appreciate, you have no idea how appreciative a lot of women will be because they're like, oh, thank God you have your own place. So, like, I don't feel the pressure of, like, trying to sneak you in and worrying what my roommates will think about me if they see me bringing a guy home. It's like I get to just go to your house, let go. I don't have to worry about roommates hearing us or anyone judging me. Yeah, a lot of women will really fucking love that you have your own place. And you will, too, because, it's like, you don't have to worry about your own housemates. So he says, we went back to mine and we ended up having some of the best sex I've ever had. I had brought the BDSM starter kit that you recommend. So I just recommend, um, I think I've got it on my website somewhere. You can probably just search for BDSM guide on my website. Actually, on my website, so on killyourantherloser.com, at the top, there's like a recommendations tab. You can just click that. And then I've got like a BDSM starter kit in there that I recommend. It's just got some like handcuffs and some restraints and blindfolds and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just a, you know, generic starter kit. So he'd just gotten the BDSM kit literally that fucking day. Well, there you go, mate. It's serendipity, isn't it? So I asked her if she wanted to be blindfolded which it turns out was a huge turn on for both of us. By the way, I don't think I've ever, okay, no, there's only been two women ever that have said like, I don't want to be blindfolded. And both of them explained why. They were like, no, I just have a fear of like, the-. one said she had a fear of the dark and the other one said, you know, there was some like childhood trauma there. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. But the vast majority of women, like 99.99999% of women will love being blindfolded. And to be fair, the vast majority of men love being blindfolded too. Imagine you've got a beautiful woman there blindfolding you, teasing you, It's just that that usually doesn't happen. You have to tell her, hey, I want you to blindfold me and and tease me a bit. So women won't usually initiate that, but yeah, people love being blindfolded. So it turns out that was a huge turn on for both of us. I started giving her oral for about 10 minutes. And then when she offered to reciprocate, what a good girl. I said no, and instead brought out the vibrator that you always suggest, which had also arrived in the post about five days ago. So the vibrator that he's talking about is the Doxy magic wand that I talk about all the time. Uh, how about I leave a link in the description below to that? I'll leave a link in the in the um, show notes or the description to that. Yes, yeah, just the Doxy Magic One. There's a website you can buy that from. They ship internationally. It's a good fucking vibrator. My god, I love that vibrator. Uh, it sounds like I'm making this up, but the stars really aligned last time. This girl had told me earlier that she was on an SSRI, which is like a um, antidepressant. My god, I should do a podcast at some point about antidepressants and how over um medicated especially americans are but most of the world so she was on an antidepressant it's been difficult for her to orgasm yeah that's one of the side effects is that they make it very difficult for women to orgasm like almost impossible sometimes uh but holy shit you weren't kidding andy this vibrator is a cheat code she came after about two minutes yeah (laughs) guys why do you think i keep fucking pushing this vibrator you literally put it on her pussy. A couple of minutes later, she's orgasming. Girls that will tell you like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like I can't orgasm in front of another person. I just de- get too self-conscious. And you're like, yeah, no worries. Here's the vibrator. You put it on her pussy. Five minutes later, she's like, oh my God, I'm coming. And then you're like, you're so full of shit that you said you couldn't come in front of someone else. And she's like, yeah, but this vibrator, like what the fuck? I've never felt anything like this. So yeah, the vibrator is a goddamn cheat code. I'll leave a link in the description. Like I said, I, I love the goddamn thing. This was the first time I'd used the vibrator. So I had no idea what the fuck I was doing, but she didn't seem to mind. Yeah. Okay. So this is um, exactly why I recommend this vibrator. I kind of wish I was doing this podcast as a YouTube video so I could show you on the screen, the actual vibrator. but whatever it's the vibrator is like as big as a fucking baseball bat basically. And there's a big like vibrating head, like a top, like a big giant part on the top that vibrates. That's about the same size. as If you make a closed fist, it's about that size. And so the point is you just turn it on start on the lowest setting because you it's very powerful you don't even have to use the highest setting just start on the lowest setting put it roughly on her pussy and what you'll find is that like if it's roughly in the right area she can just come from there so yeah the cheat code is that like you don't even have to have it in the perfect spot just have it like roughly on her pussy because it's so big it will cover the entire area It's, it's why i recommend it it's the most like newbie friendly um vibrate Cause you don't have to fucking know what you're doing. So he goes on to say, we carried on and had sex all while she was blindfolded. Yeah. That's always a ton of fun, which is something I'd never done before since I've been very vanilla in the past. And I didn't really have the confidence to even buy sex toys, etc. for being labeled for fear of being labeled a creep guys. This is so fucking common. So many of you have this fear of like, but if I buy sex toys, won't she think I'm a pervert? Won't she think I'm creepy? It's like, especially vibrators. I've had so many guys say like, dude, I know that you say to buy a vibrator, but I'm just worried that like, she'll think it's creepy if I have a vibrator. She'll say like, why do you have a vibrator? And I always say that will never happen. First of all, like no woman is ever saying that. But if any woman ever did say, why do you have a vibrator? You say, cause I want you to feel good. What are you talking about? Like, I want you to have fun. You fucking retard. Like, what do you mean? Why do I have a vibrator? Why do you put on makeup so that you? you'll look pretty for me. Why did you have a shower before you came here so that I would think you smelled nice? I have a vibrator so that you can have some fun with me. Like, what do you mean? I'm trying to make you feel good. You crazy woman. So like, trust me, no woman is ever going to say like, why do you have a vibrator? You creep. What actually happens is they see all your sex toys and they go, Oh shit. Like, wow, this is fun. Like, I'd love to try all that stuff. So think 50 shades of gray. Think how popular 50 shades of gray is. You're not going to be called a creep because you have toys that make a woman feel nice. If anything, you're called a fucking gentleman for actually giving a shit about her pleasure, which the vast majority of guys, they care about a woman's pleasure, but they're a little awkward in what, how they're doing it. They don't know how to make a woman feel good. And by the way, just cheat with with the vibrator that I recommend, but use blindfolds, whatever else. But most guys aren't thinking like that. So yeah, I promise you're not going to get called a creep ever. Women are going to love you for trying to make them feel good because that's where the intent comes from, right? Most of you buy a vibrator not because you're trying to be creepy. You buy a vibrator because you want women to feel good. You want them to have a nice time. You want to see what it's like to give a woman a mind-blowing orgasm where she literally loses herself. Like, that sounds like fun. That's why you're buying a vibrator, not so that you're creepy. So I'll keep reading. It was so much fun taking on more of a dominant role than I had in the past. And it was easy since the blindfold made her really submissive. Yeah. Blindfolds are a cheat code. After I came, I remembered about how you're always saying that people place too much emphasis on the guy's dick and the guy finishing doesn't have to be the end of sex. So I asked her if she wanted me to use the magic wand on her again, the vibrator. Yeah. I say this all the time. It's like, uh, guys in general, and I guess women do it too. I think most people see like the moment where a guy comes. And he's like, he's done. He finishes, he orgasms, he comes. I think most people see that as like, all right, that's the end of sex. And yeah, I, I say it all the time. It's like, bro, you can like keep going after that. Yeah, I know you're usually tired after sex. I am too. So you don't have to like go down on her pussy and like finger her like crazy. And But the, the cheat code, again, is using this goddamn magic wand vibrator. Just put it on her pussy while you lay next to her. Or you can lay on her stomach or you can lay on her legs or just lay, you know, down in like near her pussy and just hold it there and she'll have the best fucking orgasm of her life and she'll think you're an amazing gentleman like oh my god he came and then he made me feel good like he didn't just lay there like most guys he actually like cared about my pleasure afterwards hell if you're really feeling tired you can literally hand her the vibrator show her how it works all you have to do is show her how to turn it on and how to put the setting up or down There's three buttons on the thing. It's very easy. Hand her the vibrator and then say, I want you to make yourself feel good while I lay here. You can get her to lay on top of you. You can get her to just cuddle you. You can get her to just lay next to you. Maybe you hold her hand or you have her arm around her, your arm around her, and she can just get herself off. I've done this so many times where it's like, I'm really tired after sex. So I just hand them the vibrator and say, Hey, I want you to make yourself feel good. Women fucking love you when you do that. Like you're literally saying, I want you to feel good. What woman isn't going to absolutely fucking adore that? Because again... Most guys don't do that. So yeah, props to this guy. Handed her, or he got the vibrator, gave her another orgasm in a few minutes. And it was so strong, she couldn't speak properly afterwards. Yeah, guys, I'm telling you, this vibrator is like fucking amazing. Why do you think I've never shut up about this vibrator for the last like what? Like four years since I started having my blog. Uh, Yeah, so she told me it was the most amazing orgasm she'd ever had. Yep, I've heard that a million times which was pretty fucking validating and gave me such a confidence boost. So I guess you could say the date went pretty well. Yep. (laughs) But really, I'm so thankful to you for all your content, because I really like, sorry, I really feel like it's made me into a better, more confident, more outgoing, more honest person. Great. That's the intent of what I do. It's not just about getting laid. Obviously, having sex is wonderful. We love the expression of sexuality. We love putting the the PP in her PP. We love doing all that shit, but... Yeah. It's about self-improvement, becoming a better person, becoming a more well-rounded person. And in regards to the honesty, yeah, it's about embracing that authentic self and saying, hey, this is who I am. You either like me or you don't. This is what I want. You're either up for it or you're not. If you're not, that's okay. Like there's other people that will be. Yeah. It's about like not manipulating anyone, not needing to, because you're good enough as you are. And what I mean by that is like, You don't need a woman's validation in order to be a complete whole person. And for any women listening, you don't need a man's validation. So, yeah, good that he's embracing honesty. I really fucking love to see that. I'm really excited to explore things with other girls and to see her again. I think I'm even going to ask about a threesome. She's expressed interest in the past. Okay, perfect. Brilliant. So, um, guys, I have a threesome guide on my website. Just go to killyourintheloser.com hit the button at the very top that says threesome guide and this guy, if you're listening, yeah, just grab the threesome guide, dude. It explains everything, walks you through it step by step. Very easy. Um, this guy, you can probably mate. you can probably give her. So if you grab the threesome guide and it's a paid guide, by the way, if you buy the threesome guide, there's also included a guide for women to find other women. My girlfriend Imogen wrote it. So you literally just hand this guide. It's a separate guide you hand this book to your woman and then she can go out and find you other women so that you guys can have a a threesome together. I would really recommend that here. If this woman is kind of pretty, um, like this woman you're talking about here, your ex, or I guess she's not your ex anymore, is she? She seems pretty, uh, like she takes initiative. She seems reasonably confident. The fact that she said to you, like, would you like to come back to my place? So, she seems like the perfect woman. Grab this guide. Anyone else? Listen, grab this goddamn guide and just give her that part of the thing and see if she's up for grabbing other women for you guys to sleep with. That's, that's honestly really fucking fun. It's probably the most fun way to have a threesome to have it with a woman that your girl brought. Like, oh my God, that's so much fun. So he says, I'm also excited for her to see other guys. Cause it's really important to me that we both have enough experience with dating that we know what we actually want for each other. I'm honestly surprised at myself that I am cool with her seeing other guys, but a lot of it is because I know the sex last night was so ridiculously good that she'll be back. And we both enjoy each other's company, even without sex involved. And even if things don't work out with her, I'll still have my own self-improvement to work on. And there are a bunch of women who would be excited to date me. Yes, absolutely. uh, Thanks so much again and keep up all your hard work. Feel free to share the podcast if you want or share on the podcast. Yep. So obviously I have this guy's permission to be sharing this story. I always ask first, sorry for writing a whole essay. Don't be sorry, but I had a lot of stuff I wanted to say. Absolutely. Really appreciate this guy. I really appreciate you sharing this. Anyone else who has, you know, some success stories that they want to share with me or with the rest of the guys. And by the way, if you write me a success story and you don't want me to share it on the podcast, that's perfectly fine. Like I always ask first, so don't feel like I'm guaranteed to share these, but if you would like me to share them or you just want to share it with me, I would really appreciate that. I really love hearing these stories. I really like to know that the advice I'm giving helps. I really like to see you guys do some of the stuff that I've done and have some of the wins that I've had. It makes all this like really, really, really worth it. So. I will leave a link in the description to the big magic wand. I'll also leave a link to um, the threesome guide, or you can just go onto my website and the threesome guide's at the top. If you would like coaching, you want me to kick your ass into gear, I have one-on-one coaching and group coaching. I will leave a link in the description to both of those. Right now, I'm offering a cool little bonus. If you sign up for the coaching, it's normally 12 weeks that you get, but I will give you 15 weeks for the price of 12. So. Link in the description below or in the show notes below. Again, really appreciate this guy sharing his story with us. Any of you out there that want to share, go ahead. And as always, go out there and crush those goals.